Hi, I'm Krista Kelso. Welcome to Be Free Indeed. If you're struggling with depression or anxiety, or you love someone who is, you're in the right place. We care because we're on that journey with you. Come and join us. Hello, I'm Krista Kelso, and welcome to episode four of Be Free Indeed. And I want to introduce to you first my co-host, Andrea Lundeen. Hello. (laughs) We're excited. We have a guest um, on the program today, and I'm going to have her, have Andrea introduce her in a minute. But, you know, we we realize that We've been doing this uh, process, this journey of inner healing, some of us for a few years, and it's easy to, to, um, it's easy to forget that people don't know what inner healing is. I did not know what inner healing was. Andrea already mentioned she didn't know what inner healing was. So I thought it would be good for us to just read it and kind of soak it in. This um, actually comes from a book that we use in our Gals Like Us group, which we'll tell you more about. Uh, What is healing prayer? Prayer that is led by the Spirit and allows God to speak through your mind and memory in order to bring healing and wholeness in all areas of your life, where the lies were planted and exchanging them for God's truth. So there's an exchange, there's recognizing lies, and we've talked about lies. So anyway, we have a guest, and we're going to go our next step. So Andrea. Okay, well, I just want to thank everybody for coming back, and for those of you who weren't able to see our last episode, um, we kind of dove into the um, topic of lies, Um, so be sure and check that out um, if you haven't done so already. Um, We want to... Um, introduce our guest today, Denise. Uh, she's one of our sisters from our Gals Like Us um, group. And today we're going to um, take a look at fear. So thank you for coming, Denise. Thank you for having me. Super excited to be here. Are you afraid? I'm just kidding. <laughs> a little bit, if I'm being honest. Yes. Yes. No, this is about honesty. So. <laughs> not, not as much as I was earlier, but a little bit. Yes. yes. Well, we are a group that focuses on seeking freedom from anxiety and depression. Yes. So we like to stress out out our friends by <laughs> inviting them uh, to do a podcast. So we appreciate your courage and coming on and, and sharing your journey with us as well. Well, d- jump in and we'll just kind of ask questions maybe as we go. Your story is really special. Thank you. Um, Well, I'm actually really glad that I um, got the topic of fear because I believe that fear um, and anxiety is an epidemic today. Mm -hmm. Um, Just through every age range, like you said about depression, it doesn't discriminate. I believe that it affects a lot of people and there's not a lot of answers. And so I'm really glad that I have that topic because I've experienced freedom from anxiety um, being part of this group. So I'm happy to share. Where did did it start? Well, I I believe that I've always um, struggled with some form of anxiety, you know, through my life. Um, It's just easier to manage when you don't have big things happening. You know, when your circumstances stay relatively smooth, it's easier to manage your anxiety. 
Um, I would say that there's probably two really big um, things that happened that really um, fear became a really big stronghold in my life. And the first one was um, nine years ago, my first husband died and um, I was left 38 years old um, alone with my four boys who were all under nine. And um, even though, you know, God took such good care of us, I still was left in the situation of um, what is going to happen next? How are we going to live? Who's going to protect us? Who's going to help me with these boys? They need a dad. You know, all of these things, these fears um, would come to my mind. So, um, so that was probably the first big thing. But even as time went on, after he passed, I, those things kind of subsided. A lot of the fears subsided mm -hmm. and, and some of them, I'm sure I probably just stuffed down inside as well. Um, but we, you know, life moves on. And so you have to move on as well. And so we did. And like I said, God did do some really great things. One of which was, you know, two and a half years later, after he had passed, I met and married my current amazing husband. And, um, but what happened then was it seemed like everything that I had ever struggled with, every insecurity, every fear, the fear of loss, everything just exploded. Mm -hmm. And um, I was just crushed. And I, you know, tried to control things. And that really can only work for so long. You know, we moved from our home that I lived with with my first husband, which was like my refuge. It's My kids were born in that house. And... Um, we moved down to South Orange County, which was very difficult for me. Um, Where'd you move from? What was Anaheim? Your... Okay. Um, so it was a, a little bit of a culture shock, and I found myself comparing myself to all these women around me. And you know, you never come up on top when you're doing things like that. And so all these insecurities and lies from being a teenager started coming back up. And um, I would try to control. I would try to navigate. You know, where we would go, who would be there, and it was um, exhausting and tormenting. And um, I just kept having this fear that, you know, I'm so happy, but something bad is going to happen. Like the rug is just going to be ripped out from under us again. And so, you know, I tried to control circumstances. And um, so would that control, I mean, how did it work for you? I it, mean, we all have no. control, right. epidemic control right. issues if you're a woman, right. especially. It didn't work and it escalates and it got to the place where I would be scared to leave the house. Like I would just mm. be sitting on the floor, like trembling in panic. My heart would be racing and mm. I would be shaking and I would just tell my husband, like, I, I can't, like, I can't go out. And I've never experienced something like that before. Mm -hmm. So, and then eventually, um, I remember just so vividly one day just laying curled up in a ball on the floor in our bedroom and feeling like, um, I almost like I was demon possessed. Um, mm -hmm. like I just felt so bound to this fear because I think what happens is the more you try to control the fear, the more it really controls you. And that's where I was. I was mm -hmm. just stuck and bound and feeling mm -hmm. so hopeless. Like there's no way that I'm going to be able to get out of this. And so I found myself saying to God, um, just take me home. Um, and that was actually what I used to say to him before I was saved. And I was like, am I even saved? And started questioning my salvation. And and people just tell you, oh, just give it to God. Well, how do you just give it to God? Like, you know, and I've been saved for 20 years. How do you just, here, give it to God, you know? Um, so I... 
<clears throat> Go ahead. Well, I don't know. I just, I, I'm thinking about the listeners who don't have any idea what being saved is. Okay. Oh, when you um, believe in Jesus Christ as your savior, when you find out what he did for you and you put your trust in him. So, okay. um, I lost my train of thought. That's okay. <laughs> well, I think what I ended up doing was I started reading books. I know I memorized scripture. Um, I went to Christian counseling. I tried everything that I knew to do to try to like heal that, like that pain. I call it like, it was like a monster of pain inside me and I, nothing worked or it would work temporarily, but it, nothing was consistent. Um, checking down at my notes down there on the table. It's totally okay (laughs) to do the note thing. We've been doing it. Well, so this was probably between the time of laying on the floor in that position to um, finding Krista was probably about two years. So of me just trying to navigate this myself. And And how did we connect? Well, we connected. um, I was searching for a women's Bible study online, and somehow I got to be free indeed's website. And I watched your video, and I cried, and because she had hope and she had victory, and that's what I wanted. And I needed someone who had victory. And so I emailed you twice. Actually, I emailed you through that website and then also through Mountain View's website. And then we got together for lunch. And um, I remember we shared our stories. And then I leaned in across the table and just said to her, are you really free? (laughs) And she said, yes, I am. And I said, all right, I'm in. And so that led me to this amazing community of women and just um, a really safe place where we can all share Mm -hmm. just our experiences, what's going on. Um, We don't have to be afraid of anybody judging us. It's just a really safe community where, um, you know, even if you can't figure out something that's going on with you, somebody there will surely know something (laughs) that's going on with you offer that up for you, um, which is a little inside joke, but, um, so, um, yeah, so that's how I found you. Mm. Well, let me just say, well, first of all, I'm so, I mean, how far you've come is amazing. Um, there was a moment, it was one of your milestone moments um, I'll tell the back story of that. Um, I had, well, Denise had asked about our church that we, we attend Mountain View in San Juan Capistrano, California. And, um, I told her about it and we we happen to be a church that is way into freedom. Now don't take that wrong. <laughs> we, we just are not a group of people that judge. We're just, we, um, there's a lot of people on a journey to freedom and there's, so there's a lot of love and um, a lot of inner healing going on. So I had asked Denise and she had mentioned in the group that church was really not for her right now. That was of course, before you found that strong path of freedom, but <laughs> she texted me one Sunday morning. Okay. We're coming to church. <laughs> I said, okay, okay, okay. I'll get there and I'll meet you. And I knew it would be challenging. So I get to the, the door and I'm like, okay, where's Denise? Um, yeah, that was a day. 
Um, okay, well, let me back up to where that started, is we had watched um, a video in um, one of our gatherings. And in this video, um, this man had had struggled with serious anxiety and was sharing his journey. And one of the things he said was, um, when you face your fear or your pain head on, that's what God uses to launch you into your destiny. And so I decided at that moment that I was going to face the things that scared me head on. And um, so that was why I decided to go to Mountain View that day. And so we came up and I, my kids and my husband and right away we're walking up and there were some triggers that, you know, came across and um, just sent me into a panic. And I said to my husband, let's go. We have to go home. I can't do this. And so I'm walking back to the car, texting Krista. I can't do this. I'm going home. And she's like, I'm almost there. Wait for me. And I'm like, I'm in the car. <laughs> and she's like, I'm here. Can I pray for you? And I'm like, no, like everything in me was like, no, <laughs> like run home, you know, run where you're safe. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, fine. I'll meet you. And so we went to her car and we did a little bit of inner healing in the car. And um, was, okay. So what's exactly what, I mean, what, what happened? Because just to help people know you are in an anxious moment right. and what, what's the thing that we did exactly? Um, well, we went to your car and you said, <clears throat> excuse me, you said, well, let's ask Jesus. And so we closed our eyes and we prayed and, um, we asked Jesus what the fear was really about or what was really going on inside of me. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't remember exactly what he said that day. Um, but we worked through it mm -hmm. and, um, I'm sure a lie came up that I had been believing mm -hmm. And we, you know, took that lie captive and then asked Jesus what the truth was. And so we, you know, dismissed the lie or no, the right renounced word. it, renounced yeah. it. There we go. And, um, we replaced it with announcing the truth of what God said. Mm -hmm. And do you so, remember what that was? I don't. The do truth. You? No, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I don't remember from that I day. I suspect it was about how much he loves mm -hmm. you just the way you are. Right, right. So after that, I got, got my husband and my kids and we went into the service. And then I've gone, you know, three or four times since then and haven't had any anxiety. Um, so do you have any more questions? Andrea, is there a burning <laughs> question? Um, well, I, I guess just to put it in perspective of when, when did you meet Krista? Like how long have you been involved in Be Free Indeed? Okay. Um, I think it was September. I know we started getting together in September. Mm -hmm. So probably the end of August. I we the we three were all of three. us met. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it was probably mid or end of August. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So yeah. nine, 10 months. Yes. Nine, 10 months, which if you would have told me then that I would be sitting here now experiencing what I'm experiencing, I, I would have believed it was possible. I just don't know that I would have believed that it would have been for me. Mm. So yeah. how long was that process for you until you, you realized that you, you had gotten some footing on what the freedom road kind of, so to speak, um, well, cause it's I, different for everybody. It is, it is different for everybody. And, and I think it's important to recognize that there's still struggles. Um, and in there being a struggle, that doesn't mean that you've, you know, 
you've slipped back or that you're not as far as you are. Um, we just have things come up and we deal with them as they come. Um, I think that I started growing immediately. Um, but I think when I heard that, that message and started facing things, um, and then deciding that, I mean, because I also believe that the area that the enemy tries to hit you in the hardest is your greatest strength through the Lord. Like he wants to make that your greatest strength. And so I try to keep that in mind. Um, but I, I think that, let me just slide my page over. You know, look at your paper <laughs> a little bit. And it occurs to me that when we say the enemy, that we might have some listeners I don't know who, who don't know he is and who he is. And in the book of John, mm -hmm. Jesus says that Jesus comes to give us life and life abundantly. But we have an enemy and his name is, some call him Satan, who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. And when you're dealing with depression and anxiety, <laughs> you know that you have something sucking the very life mm -hmm. out of you and wants to kill your joy and destroy your destiny. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Well, I think it's important to also add to that, that he, he is the father of lies. Mm -hmm. So that's what Jesus called him. So, um, mm -hmm. and he tries to be really good at that. Um, I will say, um, the journey has been amazing, like the nine months of the journey. And another thing, um, that was, um, really good that I discovered is I originally, I would pray and say, okay, Lord, just take this insecurity from me, take this fear. Um, but there's something that's really precious about the journey of healing versus just the fix, which I believe he can do as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but in the journey of healing, um, if he just fixed the fear, like the internal would still be there. And, um, and I wouldn't meet him the way that I have in the hard times mm -hmm. and see him come through for me and hear his voice and have pages of scriptures and, um, things that he has spoken to me. Um, so I started to embrace the journey instead of just look for the, just take this from me right now, you know? Um, and that's just been that's been priceless to me because it's, it creates an intimacy between you and the fa father God and you just see him carry you through. And, um, so that's just, that's just a treasure to me. Um, what else has happened is as we've, you know, I'm part of the community of all of you, which is awesome. Um, we've also started doing inner healing and, you know, I'm searching that out on my own as well. And in that, um, you know, we're going back to the traumatic things or the hard things that have happened to us and looking at the lies that we believed as a result of those things. And in doing that and renouncing those and then replacing them with what God says about us in that time, um, that actually is what's emptied like that monster of pain that I felt mm. like was always living in there. Yeah. And I didn't know how to get rid of that. Um, and so what I've noticed is just through the book, the inner healing, the inner heal, you know, the other sessions, um, like the triggers have, some of them have just gone away and I haven't even realized it. They've just, they're just not there because that pain is not in there any longer to trigger them. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, you know, I don't have anxiety when I think about leaving the house. 
Um, you know, we went away for the weekend, my husband and all the kids, which is enough to give you anxiety, <laughs> you know, five Even kids. Even packing the car. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Um, and there was none. I had one moment of an insecure moment and I texted my husband from inside the store. And by the time I got outside to him, he said, do you need to talk? And I said, no, it's actually already gone. And so things just don't take as much time. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I still don't have warfare um, mm-hmm. and that things don't still try to come at me because of course they do. Um, but in those moments, I try to remember that I'm fighting from the place of victory. I'm fighting from my identity in who God says that I am. And so when it tries to come, I don't panic and go, okay, I renounce that lie and this is the truth and start going, you know, with scripture and the lie and this big war, I just try to rest and go, no, I know who I am. Mm. I'm secure in him. Like he's got me sealed and this is the truth. And I try to fight from that place of rest versus scrambling in the moment, which I'm sure you've probably both experienced Mm -hmm. when you're just panicking. Um, So, yeah, so that's been my journey um, with you guys. I'm thinking the word poster child. So. <laughs> Definitely not. Don't say that. Cause on the way home, something will happen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll just say, we'll just land with superstar. Well, and I, and I think it's really important that you guys have, um, shared in the previous episodes as well. Um, is that our struggle is not our, our identity. Um, and I think that's really important for people to understand. You're not how you feel. And you're not the things that you struggle with. Um, God has a much better word about you, you know, beloved daughter and, mm-hmm. you know, just lots of other great things, victorious and worthy. And um, so, yeah. 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 So nine months ago, you asked Krista <laughs> if she was truly free. Yes. So nine months later, how would you describe your, your freedom from fear? Um, I would say that I am free. Um, I'm, I, there is a little hesitation. I'm like, okay, maybe 98%. Um, I know that I'm free because of what Christ did for me. Um, he bought my freedom. Um, so it's just walking in that daily, you know, and not just universally saying, yes, I'm completely free. And it's, it's a daily choice. You know, what am I going to focus on? Who am I going to focus on? Who am I going to listen to? What am I going to do when I feel off? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of Mm -hmm. um, intricate little choices that go along Mm -hmm. with maintaining that freedom. For me, I I describe it like it's a rhythm Mm -hmm. of, you know, focusing on resting Mm -hmm. in Christ, beginning my day. I don't have to perform today. I don't have to, you know, all the things I used to feel and kind of setting the stage for it. And then when you hear the lies, I mean, we hear them all day long coming at us through media or family members or ourselves or whatever um, and recognize them. The faster I recognize them, the sooner I can get in the rhythm of renouncing that lie, confessing it, renouncing it, and asking Jesus what truth specifically applies to that lie. And a scripture will come to mind or a word or whatever, but it's a rhythm. And that's the rhythm of freedom. Yes. 
and it's not perfect. Mm -hmm. And we all have moments of failure. We do, but that's the beauty of it. It's not perfection. It doesn't define you either. It doesn't define you. So it's like, okay, yeah, we move on. We get back up and we keep keep going. And Mm -hmm. the beautiful thing is even when you mess up or you feel like you're under attack, it's like, okay, you want to attack me? Then I'm going to go get a few more people and I'm going to take them out of you know, the grip of the enemy, you know, and just keep charging on, which I believe is what you've done. Mm -hmm. You know, you took your struggle, you know, and what the enemy tried to use to take you out Mm -hmm. and look what he's done through you. Mm -hmm. You know, you've not only, he's not only taken you out, you're like, I'm taking you and you and you, you know, so what Mm -hmm. the enemy means for bad or means to take you down, God turns for good. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. I think it's a language too. Like when you mm-hmm. start learning about these different concepts, because mm-hmm. even like you don't have to be a biblical scholar to mm-hmm. start mm-hmm. learning about inner healing. Like right. It, uh, almost right away, just the awareness of lies and truth, you know, I could evaluate in my daily life, even when I'm not around, you know, right. our, our friends in our community or, or whatnot. And um, so just having that pause, like, is that? Is that really true? Mm-hmm. You know, and comparing that to um, like if I have a thought of unworthiness and saying like, is God really saying that? Yeah. You know, that's really something simple and tangible that mm-hmm. somebody um, mm-hmm. can can learn about. Like I've been using that kind of around my family more and about around friends that aren't involved in Be Free and. So now that like, we'll be together and they're like, is that a lie? Like, <laughs> so it's just how I've you know, been, right. you know, you start talking in our right. community and it's like spreading right. amongst my personal life. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of neat to see how mm-hmm. that's, you know, right. catching on. And I use that with my kids, you know, with mm-hmm. my boys when they come in crying for something that happened with some other boy outside. And I go, well, what are you hearing right now? Oh, I'm stupid. Well, did God say that? Yeah. No. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So it's changing generations. Really, yeah, it really is. It is. And if you can learn to even recognize them, I mean, that's my 10 year old. If he could learn to recognize that now, yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, he hopefully wouldn't need as much inner healing when he gets older. Yeah. Right. That's right. Well, I certainly want to grab onto that and, and kind of ask you um, what God's put on your heart with, with youth and kind of mm-hmm. where you see some <clears throat> vision going with with helping with the youth? Um, well, I have just have a heart for young girls. Um, and I know I say high school age, but even younger, I mean, at that pivotal place where, um, the lies really start hitting them between maybe sixth grade and even junior high, it's much younger now than it was when we were, you know, in high school and junior high. Um, but I want to be that voice of worth to them and just speak God's truth into their life. So, um, and yeah, he's, you know, there's just glimpses kind of on the horizon of doors opening for that possibility. So, which I'm excited for that too. So I'm a little scared, (laughs) but excited. I know when we talk about being scared, we had this conversation many times. Okay. My headset is falling down the back. Okay. There we go. I don't know where my hair went with that. I don't care. Um, what, what did I say? When we <laughs> talk I just about say? being scared. Yeah. Is I think somebody said it yesterday. I'm not sure who it was, but oh, good. Mm. Now you'll know who's really doing this, right. who's really speaking. Mm-hmm. And I swear I've had to just swallow that big knot in my throat so many times mm-hmm. in um, <laughs> coming out, you know, 
into the community of of wherever this goes and god only knows but we it's just an incredible thing what happens with community and it and like you said it's in your family you said it's andrew you said it was in it's in your family the language um let's just chat about the community aspect of this and i'll start by saying that you know when i am feeling like it, it wants to bury me. Something's burying me. I don't sit there and you know, I used to and just bury myself. But, you know, I would call Andrea and say, I'm not doing very well. And she'll go, well, what's the lie? Oh, oh, yeah. There, I'm supposed to look for a lie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's that's the benefit of community just one on one. But yeah. And I, I think it's even even a, a step simpler than that for me, like even having that person to reach out to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've shared in, in, in other episodes that I've, you know, I've struggled with isolation in, in my past. And so having, you know, this community of people that I can reach out to when I'm not feeling well, and you know, there's no shame, there's no judgment. Mm-hmm. And, um, they already know my story. I don't have to explain myself and th- that they're just there with me, mm-hmm. whether it's over the phone or like, hey, let's mm-hmm. meet for coffee or go for a walk or whatever. Like that's priceless to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, you know, I do try and take care of myself with my mental health, you know, taking medication and seeing my doctor and therapist or whatever it is that I need to do to take care of myself. But um, I mean, it's it's statistically proven one of the best coping skills of, um, mental health is the, the strength and support of your, your community, Mm -hmm. um, whether that's your family or your church or, or whatnot. And, um, and people are more likely to go to their church than they are to go see a medical professional, to have a place to go. That is kind of a combination of people that already have their own personal experience with mental health, but also have the faith, um, driven component, like for me has been just such an important part of my mm-hmm. uh, mental health um, journey. So, um, you know, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if 10 years ago I would have said that my mental health journey was exciting. <laughs> you know? and now it's, um, People are going to now know how weird we are. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not alone. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> We've been, we are there. We've been there and we are there. Um, but yeah, I just, it, it's such an honor to be a part of something that's bigger than myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that the that many pains um, and dark times in my life are being used to bring light to others. I mean that I'm, that if I did nothing else in my life, that's such an honor, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I guess with um, just with our theme today with fear, um, is there anything else that you would like to share just in your your journey of freedom? Um, well, just, not just, just from fear, but from any right. different things. Well, I think I just wanted to add on the community topic. I feel like in our community, anytime anybody goes through a healing or is in our healing seat in our group, I feel like we all heal. 
I feel like when people, when somebody else gets a victory in our group, it's a victory for us too. Mm. Um, like it, a bite, yeah, another bite. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I believe God heals, even heals us even through somebody else being healed. And that is one of the things that I think is just precious about being mm-hmm. in the group. And like I've shared with you guys before, even when we're not together, I feel the force of us together. You know, whether I just feel that or we're in a rolling text or mm-hmm. we're praying for each other, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I almost feel like community was part of the component that I was really missing mm-hmm. and why I still battled so much and didn't feel like I could get the leg up, you know, and now I'm in this other place where there's just safety and you all, you all know my stuff and it's like, okay, you know, well, how do we get out of this? You know, how do we get better? Mm -hmm. And, um, and everybody's like-minded in seeking God to be well, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's really what I feel like. I feel like in this journey, um, that it's for me, at least it's not just completely about being free of fear. I feel like he's making me whole again that he's taking these bits and pieces that I felt fragmented inside. And he's just taking these bits and pieces Mm -hmm. and he's just putting me back together into who he made me to be. So that speaks to so many that are listening and watching right now. That speaks so clearly that you don't have to know what to do. You don't have to just, I mean, the, just the community aspect of being loved by people who get you, we get you. And there are gals that joined glue gals like us through the year. And I was like, Oh no, we have to start another group. And I, we did. Oh, <laughs> so no. there were too many. I was like, well, we got to split up and have another group. And, and I realized that's ridiculous. For one thing, the leaders are not in charge. I'm not in charge of people's freedom. I mean, that's just not, I mean, there's, God has each person's freedom in his hands. They are unique and special to him. And so we, that community, we learn so much, like just taking a bite of this person's journey and hearing this person's journey. And so, um, we're really big on community. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I just want to share um, one thing that's been really neat about Be Free Indeed and um, our community is that we are a community of many different churches. Um, Be Free <laughs> yeah, Indeed. Right. Yeah, Be Free Indeed. Um, Krista obviously was a member of Mountain View Church and started there, and now we are actually our own Um under our own uh, nonprofit and and growing that way. Um, But our community, we have people from many different churches in the area. And um, so that's been a lot of fun just to get different perspectives Mm -hmm. and build community, um, you know, in multiple areas. Be inclusive. Yeah, Mm -hmm. be inclusive. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my friends from my church are Mm -hmm. getting involved and in different activities that we have. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you don't even have to be a church goer <clears throat> nope. no. to be depressed and want freedom. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, you know, there are people. Um, and to come, <laughs> and to come, come anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. And we're also, um, you know, expanding. We have, um, we have male leaders that are stepping up and taking on roles and, um, you know, we'll have, be building on our community with our, um, the men as well. And, um, even couples. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be interesting to see where, um, our, 
you know, what's going on in, in getting involved in one of the local high schools and kind of partnering up with that too. So we're excited to see where that's going in the coming months. And um, as far as um, those of you that may be currently struggling um, with depression or, or you know, anxiety, we want to encourage you to um, seek help if you need it. Um, certainly if in, you're in a tough position, we encourage you to... Um, call 911. But if you also um, have access to contacting the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, that's available at 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-275-8255. And this lifeline is available 24-7 and provides free and confidential support for people in distress prevention and crisis resources for you and your loved ones. Um, we just feel that it's important to share this as we're, um, you know, we're, we're not um, counselors in this community. Uh, we don't provide professional counseling, but we do um, take your safety and well-being um, very seriously. So we want to make sure that you're safe and provide that. Um, and also, um, if you have the chance to please go on to iTunes and look us up and provide any feedback and review, just as we're, this is our first set of podcasts and we certainly want to improve on this journey. So that would be really appreciated if you check that out. Awesome. Thank you, Denise, so much. This Thank is, you. this is so important. Fear is a big, bad boy. Yep. Really? <laughs> Jesus is greater. I know. Jesus is greater. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Well, thank you all for joining us today. Um, we're just about freedom and we love you. Yes. There is hope. Yes. Yes. Hang on yes. and contact us through the website. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on the Be Free Indeed podcast, hosted by Krista Kelso and Andrea Lundin. Learn more about us at BeFreeIndeed.net. Be Free Indeed ministry is funded by churches, foundations, and individuals like you. Join our efforts by making a donation now at BeFreeIndeed.net. Our show is engineered by Andy Lara at AndyLikesWords.com and co-produced with Sherry Alden. Filming of the show is provided by Kevin Reyes at WolfieStudios.co. Special thanks to our location hosts, John and Margaret Snyder. Find and follow us on social media at Be Free Indeed Ministry. Lastly, subscribe to our show today wherever you listen to podcasts. When you have a moment, we'd love your feedback and review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening.